Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you live in the UK, you might soon be able to tuck into some vodka from Chernobyl. Now, while that might sound like a radioactive nightmare, this stuff is supposedly completely safe to drink, partly because radioactive particles don't carry over during the distillation process and also because of the extent to which nature has recovered throughout much of the area surrounding Chernobyl since the 1986 disaster. The project is the brainchild of both researchers in Ukraine and environmental scientist Jim Smith, who's at Portsmouth University. They've just distilled their first batch of vodka, but unfortunately, as soon as it set off from the distillery, it was seized by thirsty Ukrainian authorities who were eager to enforce the law, I'm sure. Phil Sansom asked Jim how he's got himself into customs limbo. What we found is that crops in the exclusion zone, so this is the abandoned area around the power station, I wouldn't say they were dangerous, but they're slightly above the Ukrainian limit for consumption. But when we distilled them to produce alcohol, we couldn't find any radioactivity from Chernobyl in the alcohol that we produced. Our first experimental bottle was with a a rye grain. Unfortunately, in Ukraine, you're not allowed to make what we made, which is a kind of moonshine grain spirit. Um, So so we thought, well, we weren't deterred. So we kept on, and we made an apple vodka. So you make a strong cider from the apples and then you distill it up to about 82% alcohol and then you you dilute it down to the 42% that it is. And the experiment is, can we get these to the UK and start selling them? And that's where it sort of all started to go wrong. It's been blocked, hasn't it? It's not going to make it to the UK as it currently stands. That it was about to leave the distillery to get on a lorry, to get on a boat to come to the UK, and it was seized by the Ukrainian authorities. Oh, no. And we're not still 100% sure why. Jim, what's kind of the point of this whole initiative that they've managed to put a stopper in? Because you've shown that some of these crops are safe, especially when you distill them. Are you yeah. making a scientific point? Are you trying to make a buck off the Chernobyl name or is there something broader going on? We're trying to do lots of things, actually. <laughs> I mean, the, the, we're scientists. The main, we, we've been studying, so I've been studying Chernobyl since 1990. But the, the thing that really we've been trying to do is to try and support Ukraine in, in reusing some of the abandoned lands. So there's the main exclusion zone, which is now a wildlife reserve around the power station but there's also what we call the zone of obligatory resettlement which is a kind of semi-abandoned area so we've been working with a town called Naradichi where there's a population of about 10,000 people there's a school there's council buildings but officially no investment is allowed no business and no use of agricultural land so unemployment is about 50 percent in Naradichi and we think as scientists we developed a protocol with our Ukrainian colleagues saying, what do you need to do to show that this land can be used again? So you're trying to help partly the people in places like Naradichi outside Chernobyl. Yeah, we've set up a social enterprise called the Chernobyl Spirit Company, 
And if we ever make a profit, then 75% of those profits will go back to the local communities that were affected by the disaster. Obviously, people are still going to be a little bit concerned seeing, you know, this is vodka that comes from Chernobyl. So can you give me some actual radiation comparisons? What kind of dose am I getting from, say, the apples and, and from your vodka? We didn't measure all the apples, but we measured some of them, and they came at about two becquerels per kilogram of radioactive cesium, which is incredibly low. It's less than a dental x-ray. If you would eat a kilogram of those, certainly an, an awful lot less than you would get if you flew on an aeroplane from London to Kiev. So it's really insignificant, and it's certainly well below the what's considered the safe limit. The apple spirit that we made, we, we haven't finished doing the measurements, so when they get to the UK, we'll finish the measurements, but we're expecting not to find anything. Wow. Any Chernobyl radioactivity in the apples. Only carbon-14, which is a natural radioactive element that's found in all, all food products. All right, so if you get out of export hell... Is it going to end up here in the UK or, or in other, you know, sort of supermarkets anywhere else? We're planning at first to sell online direct to customers. And what am I looking for? Chernobyl vodka? Yes. Yeah, so we've got a website, uh, which is www.atomicvodka.com. Uh, that's atomic with a K. Atomic with a K. What does it taste like? I haven't tasted the apple spirit yet. I've tasted the grain spirit that we made, and it tastes great to me. Um, my Ukrainian colleagues have tasted the apple spirit, and they're pretty happy with it. And they know their stuff. They know their <laughs> drinks. Jim Smith talking about Atomic, his new vodka from Chernobyl. 